This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Pilot Pete's season is off to a soaring start. I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. This season has opened up with the highest ratings that we've ever seen in Bachelor history. Holy it holy. just continues to build on itself every season, every season. And, and here's the thing. Pilot Pete is going to be on our show today. Yep. But before we do, Ashley and I have an important annou- announcement. Ashley, take it away. 
We are doing a live show in San Francisco this coming Saturday, January 11th. The show starts at 8. The doors open at 7. Anyone in the San Francisco area, we want to see you. We'll be talking with you personally. We're going to be playing games on stage with some of your Bachelor favorites. There's going to be a performance. We're going to get really in-depth with Derek Peth and Paith. That's right, Paith. Um, and all... And we'll, we're going to get the nitty-gritty of his past season of Paradise. But most of all, we can't wait to interact with you guys, see your faces in person. It's going to be really nice to, you know, to see the people that we talk to every week. So please come out. You can still get tickets at apeconcerts.com and ticketmaster.com. Tickets start at $35. We cannot wait to see you there. Ashley, I'd pay $35 to see you. Oh, ben, you're so sweet. The, uh, it is true, though. I mean, we've done this thing um, for two, or year, two years now. We're over 50 million downloads. That's a lot of people and a lot of minds and interactions that we miss out on because the studio gets a little lonely. This is something we want to do for a long time, and mm-hmm. Ashley and I now get to do it, and we're coming to San Francisco to see you all there. Hey, this episode is, is a massive one. Every season – um, we get really excited uh, for opening week of The Bachelor, not only because we now we have something uh, tangible to talk about, but also because we get the lead onto our podcast. And today we have a ton of time with Pilot Pete. Yes, the man himself is coming into our studio. And then, Ashley, you have some really pointed questions oh. I know about this season in general. I'm going to talk so much about the 10 minutes that we had of Hannah Brown on that episode. It was so good. So good. So Unprecedented. It, it's it's a lot to process. Here's how we're going to do this, though. Pilot P is going to be coming into studio here in a little bit. Before he gets in, Ashley and I are going to break down this episode and what we feel and what we think about it. But before we do, there's some massive things going on in Bachelor Nation that we have to talk about. Yeah, and we this- haven't been here for two weeks, so we have to catch up on that. It's been too long. So, Ashley, before we break down the Bachelor news that is happening in the last two weeks, let's take a break, hear from our sponsors, and come back ready to go. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. 
or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but... 
you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, guys, in Bachelor News, about a week or so ago, Courtney Robertson came out and announced on Instagram that she's engaged and expecting her first child with fiancé Humberto Presidio. I I really like his name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it well. beautiful, but we just, yeah, it's hard to say, (laughs) but it's beautiful. I'm so happy for her. We've had her on the show before. She's the sweetest. She, I know people who just saw her on Ben Flannick's season is like, she's the sweetest. No, she's truly a very kind woman. And I know how badly she wanted to have a family of her own. And I'm really happy it's coming together for her now. Then we also had Dean's skiing accident, which happened over the Christmas break. I know that Dean did an episode of Help I Suck at Dating where he kind of broke down exactly what happened and his recovery that he has to go through in Europe. It's This is a wild one, Ashley. These two news stories are not small, right? I mean, as we talked about, Courtney Robertson came on our podcast uh, during Ari season because she was, was friends with Ari. And so she talked a lot about kind of their relationship. And then Dean, Dean, this is a major accident. And, and I don't know about you, but I was home uh, in Indiana for the holidays. My mom and I were on Instagram, like scrolling through together. And there's Dean's story that pops up and it's excruciating. Like it's hard to watch because he's laying in the snow story. Yeah. It's he's laying in the snow, looking up at the sky. And at the time you're like, haha, Dean kind of fell. Like he's not that hurt to come to find out that his whole hip was dislocated as a leg was broken. Can you believe how calm he was? He's just like, oh, look, there are some birds that are going to feast on my dead body. When, when somebody, you know, when, I'm not going to get rescued. I know he was joking and like he wasn't crying. He was just laying in snow in what I imagine is just utter pain. I can't believe I think like what he said on his Instagram story was that he called for help and then they didn't really make it seem like it was that urgent. And then after an hour of lying there, somebody skied right by him and then he went to go get help and he finally got somebody but i don't think that he was attended to for like an hour and a half after he fell it's it, i mean like now it really does make sense of why he thought maybe he was gonna die I mean, <laughs> things were bad i mean i know it's Here's like not a laughing dean. matter dean is a daredevil i know um he pushes me to my limits anytime we hang out the guy really has um just a massive adrenaline i don't know what you call it he's an adrenaline junkie mm-hmm. and the guy just loves kind of risking it. Here's a sad part about this story. Then we can move on. I think Dean's days of being a daredevil might be coming to an end. He's not getting younger. I don't and think this doesn't help. I don't think he's going to be able to. Right. I mean, doesn't a dislocated hip and a broken femur like kind of stay with you forever? Like you may I mean, never be 100 percent again. <laughs> I don't. I doubt you'll ever be a hundred percent again. I, we feel for Dean. We love Dean. Um, love Courtney. Somebody we don't know well. We. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been on the podcast. No. Um, he's kind of gone off and done a, a couple of these other shows. We, he pops up in the news every once in a while in some controversy. Ashley Robbie Hayes is now on Siesta Key. Yeah. Um. So I haven't watched Siesta Key. I'll be honest. Uh, I know that he is dating this girl named Juliet on it. 
and that his sex tape with one of the it's a it was a surveillance camera. It wasn't a real sex tape. It becomes part of the drama on Siesta Key, I believe. Anyway, Robbie Hayes is on Siesta Key on MTV. If what? you guys want to check that out. <laughs> Listeners, I, I got to get your perspective here. Because a show's a show. We get it. The Bachelor feels um, it feels fine to do. Like I would recommend my friends doing it and, and my loved ones doing it because it, it can work or there's a lot of self-growth through it. What do you all think about a Bachelor contestant or any of these continuing to go on these reality shows? Is it something that we just should celebrate? Is it something we go, ah, this just feels weird? Um, either way, Robbie Hayes is on Siesta Key. If you want to watch him, tune in. If not – I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah. Um, this next story, Ashley, I have a lot of questions for you on. So please uh, let the listeners know what's going on. But I have a lot of questions for you. Okay. I don't think I have many answers, but I have further speculation. Go for it. So Caitlin Bristow says publicly, and I, and I quote, So while I have bitter feelings towards one person from The Bachelor out of hundreds, I will choose to love the hundreds of others who changed my life. She wrote on Monday, I will try to remember the positive experiences. Ashley, two things for you. Where is this coming from? And who is that one person? Is it Sean or is it somebody else? I got to think that it's Sean. And if it's not Sean, then I feel like it might be a producer, somebody behind the scenes. Mm. But I think it has to be Sean, right? I just think it's weird that she even like brought it up because I uh, think we're actually at the point where people are associating Caitlyn more with Jason than Caitlyn with Sean. And she still met him through the bachelor process. So I, I don't know why she would even bring it up, but... Is this in an interview with, with e, uh, Entertainment? No. What was interesting was that this was on her Instagram story. That was oh, on her Instagram. Okay. It was her Instagram caption, so, like, she brought it up on her own. Unless, like, something that we don't know spurred it on. Here's the, here's the part about this that I, I kind of was shook by, because my mind immediately, and I'm sure the listeners out there as well, when I read this, my mind immediately went to Nick. Like, oh, she's talking about Nick. She has bitter feelings towards Nick. Nick no. was her. But now they've healed things. She came onto the podcast. He came on hers. They did a little switcheroo thing. They're good now. So it's yeah. not Nick. No. It, it's not me. I, <laughs> no. I, I don't think. No. Um, it, you know, it must, it has to be Sean or, or maybe a, there's a feud that we just don't know about. Either way, um, she did make a public statement on her Instagram and that. Yes, uh, is news. Hey, one, a uh, couple other things here. Bachelor Nation's Blake Hortzman's may need sword surgery after a crazy person randomly punches him. Crazy person in quotes because that's what Blake said. He said he was standing in New York City. Somebody randomly punched him in the face. Four people. Here's my thoughts here. How in the world does one person get four good punches in on four different people? Um, I don't know. That's really weird. But I thought the same thing. Like, boom, 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 and then runs away. <laughs> if my buddy is getting pounded in the face, you better believe that I'm not letting him pound myself, my buddy, and another buddy before we let him go. Yeah, this like, must be a strong rock-type person. Crazy person, yeah. quote, quote. The last piece of Bachelor news we have until we dig into the episode, because I know that's what you guys want the most, is that E! recently did a tally of sorts of the Bachelor alum's favorite Bachelor. And our winner was ours truly, Ben. Ben, you That's are sweet. the favorite Bachelor of all time when when tallied up amongst the participating Bachelor alum. 
Yeah, well, it's sweet. It is. I mean, there's been some awesome ones. I was thinking about that. Here's the funny part, Ashley, yes. about this. Um, I tip. I mean, I was asked for my favorite Bachelor. I I love Nick Vile. Um, I love Souls. I love these recent guys that I'm buddies with. They're great dudes. Yeah. Um, and friends of mine. I really just love what Andrew Firestone and Bob Guinea did for me personally as they gave me, like, kind of mentored me along the way. And now um, guys come to you to be mentored. I actually now just they saw, do. Yeah, I just saw Peter at the NBC building before he's coming in here. And he was talking about you for a second. And I was like, oh, yeah, nobody does The Bachelor anymore without talking to mentor Ben first. Well, and, and here's what's cool about it, Ashley. I really do believe this. I don't. These things don't typically kind of like shrug off my shoulders or I get a little like embarrassed. You, you know, you just feel like, ah, this is whatever. I read these and I read what people were saying about me. And I'm sitting in Nashville at Jessica's house and I start to tear up because Aww. here's some things that people said. Like they said, hey, when he looks at you, you, you like I know he cares. And if I can do that in my life and if that's how people are seeing me, like it, it's almost was a sense of like, like, wow, Ben, like you are doing this. Like you are like people, like you, you do love people. Well, it was that reminder that I kind of needed to know that people feel loved by me. You love people so hard and people love you so hard. That's so sweet. Well, Hey, bachelor nation, I'll continue to be around, um, for a long time. In fact, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to be seeing you in your hometown, 66 cities coming up here in February. The Bachelor Live on stage is coming to your hometown. So I will be around for a while and maybe just maybe we'll be able to meet in person. I hope so. So listeners, please look for The Bachelor Live on stage coming to a city near you. Uh, Becca Kufrin and I will be uh, meeting and greeting. We'll be allowing love to flourish on stage amongst locals in the hometown. Mm -hmm. And yes, if you come to the event, you will be involved as well. It's going to be a great time. So go to bachelorliveonstage.com. Make sure you check it out. Ashley, let's take one more break. Yep. We'll come back. We'll break down this episode, and then we'll bring the man himself right onto the episode, and I'm pumped for it. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. 
he should really apply for the bachelorette (laughs) or this one episode which is what our amazon purchase history says about us why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button ashley um say less this is really really interesting so to check it out you can search smart money happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts just search smart money happy hour and hit that subscribe button which i just did your wallet and your next road trip will thank you imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions i'm mini driver And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. 
Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. So before we bring Pilot Pete on, because it's going to be happening, listeners, hold tight, buckle up. <laughs> You're going to, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, hey, Pilot Pete's coming on the episode. And, but before he does, Ashley and I want to give our thoughts uh, on last night's opening night. I'll start. Okay. I think the women are going to be terrific this season. They're beautiful. They're I think Pilot pretty. Pete did a, a great job. I thought he was goofy. I thought he was awkward. I thought he was weird. I thought he was smiley. And I think that's all we want in a bachelor because really you could tell he wasn't trying to be impressive. He was just trying to be the best version of himself possible. The second um, thing I just talked about was the women. The women were awesome last night, like engaged. Uh, they were passionate. Uh, they tried hard. They were bold and they were beautiful. The bold and the beautiful is how I describe uh, Peter's women. Ashley, from there, what were your takeaways initially? <clears throat> um, I have four girls that stood out to me, one being Hannah Brown. How did you feel about her coming back and doing it in this moment, like in this way? She's, she's telling Peter about how she's feeling and uh-huh. I... I'm always going to be a fan of just like getting it off your chest. And even, even if like the ideal time to do it has passed. So I know a lot of people are on the internet being like, Hannah, you had chance after chance, get off my TV screen, blah, blah, blah. And I can understand where they're coming from. But in this moment, I feel like you just have to get it out there. You have to get out there. Do you think it was selfish of her to come back? right now no i don't think it's selfish so my thought is i don't there's so much to this i'd want to know and and we could only really talk to hannah about it i have two theories about what happened the show and the producers knew that hannah still probably had strong feelings for peter and they knew that if she showed up and saw him Mm -hmm. face to face she might be interested in pursuing something more Mm -hmm. so here's my thought and it's always been this towards the show is if you're in love and if we're trying to pursue a life, lifetime lasting love, like there is no boundaries to that. There, There is no like easy, straightforward way. If she feels like she loves him and that there's a chance that he could love her back and that they could be happy together forever no matter what the history was, then come on to the season. Because ultimately, if this ends with him picking his second choice and Hannah was his first, that's going to be a sad moment for him mm-hmm. and the woman he chooses. Mm-hmm. So no, not selfish, but I want to know – Listeners, please email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com or on Twitter, uh, hashtag Almost Famous Podcast. I think Hannah had no clue why or what she was showing up for until she saw Peter face to face. And at that moment, she realized that she was in deep. Yep. I think the first time she came out of the limo, she thought, whew, uh, I feel jealous, right? And then I think the second time she was like, "I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna exert my dominance. Like I bet you he still wants me more than anyone else here, which is probably true because uh, he knows her the most there." And then um, when it was time to leave, I think she was like, "Oh wow, this is really it. This is this could be the end of us. This, this. If I don't say something now, then." I may never have my chance with Peter and it may be the biggest regret of my life. And you guys know I've said it a zillion times on this show, but I'm a big fan of not leaving any what ifs. I 
think that everybody should eliminate as many ways to never look back and think, I wonder what would have happened if. And I think mm-hmm. that was her eliminating that. We don't even know how the, the conversation concludes, but we'll, we'll see next week. Do I think it's great that she came back on? I don't know if I can like define it as great. Do I think it's a problem? I think it will cause a massive problem in the house. And I think the women will feel really, really confused at why Peter, after meeting all of them, still decides to go back with somebody that he's already given it a shot with. I think the biggest problem here is not Hannah coming on and not her problem and not that she's selfish. I don't think it's Peter for saying, hey, come into the house again. I think it will be the problem that Peter then has to navigate with the other women now involved. Yeah. Very, very good thoughts, Ben. My other girls that stood out was Hannah Ann, who I didn't like from her very first package. (laughs) Seemed a little conceited. She's the model. She's also the one that got the first impression rose and the one that um, interrupted girls even after she got her first night number one kiss. And I'm like, okay, you're you're definitely caught his eye. Let's not be obnoxious now. And not only did I find it obnoxious how many times she interrupted, so I also found it really cold of her when she sat down with that girl who she interrupted. She just seemed fake. She seemed like she didn't think she did anything wrong. And it was condescending. She acted... To me, in how I viewed it, it seemed like she was really looking down on the girl who she hurt. I was just getting a general vibe of coldness. I think I I try to put myself in Peter's situation. Here's the biggest difference between Peter and I, and I'm sure there's a lot. He likes boldness. And I hesitate. Like if somebody came up to me three nights and three times in night one, my guard would go up and go, what is exactly happening here? Like why is there – why Why are you being this person? Because you know it's going to rub people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be with somebody that is intentionally or maybe even non-intentionally rubbing people the wrong way. But Peter chose her with his first impression, Rose, which makes me think he's into that. Like he wants somebody that's forward. He wants somebody that kisses him right away. He wants somebody that will, will fight and grab for him. And like that is a difference with Peter and I. You wouldn't have seen that with me. Yeah. She seemed like she would be the kind of like a confrontational girl, right? Mm-hmm. I would have been on I would have been on edge and gone, why why do you like at some point I would have said, Hey, Hannah Ann, like you're the great. I think you're beautiful. You're gonna be here next yeah, week. Yeah, I know. Like, and, and weeks after this. But here's what we have to remember. There's a lot of other people involved. So and and I would come up with a better way to say it, but really what Peter needs to tell her is like make my job easier by not doing this anymore, please. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, And then Madison was such a standout. I thought Madison came across confident, but not with any sense of ego, very comfortable with herself. She wasn't, she wasn't trying too hard. She didn't look over eager. She just was like, I am me and we're, we're having good conversation and I'm fitting in with your family so well. I just like, I don't think there was one little thing to nitpick at, at Madison. I think that was a perfect date. She set the standard so high for one-on-ones. I got a a lot of tweets. I I mean, a lot. I don't know. Again, I don't know how you quantify a lot. I got multiple tweets comparing uh, Madison to Jessica, my girlfriend, and saying (gasps) she's bringing off Jessica vibe. I felt the exact same way. I thought that. Which is a great thing for Madison. A terrific thing. Um, Because, like, I would say Jessica is the, the most loyal, sweet, caring, like, attentive 
person I've ever met. And so to have Madison like compared to her, I think is a huge compliment to Madison, especially if people are tweeting me about it. You know, Ashley, I think I take this away. I, I'm a Hannah Ann fan because of the way, because of the way her family was during um, the dinner and the way she communicated about Peter. The thing is this, Hannah Ann might have the Peter syndrome, meaning Hannah Ann could do a lot of wrong. And because of like, just how like cute she is, we're going to be like, ah, it's okay. It's Hannah, just being Hannah, you know, Peter can make out with a bunch of people on night one. And it's, it's just Peter being mm. Peter. She's cute uh, for sure. She's stunning. But I just find, I found her not a girl's girl. I think that's the part that might throw me off the most and I need to see more of her is because when you come up three times in one evening and you know people are going to be upset about it, like that makes me go, this. there's more to this. Like I'm not willing – because if you remember right, Hannah Ann was one of my favorites going into this night one. So I'm a little bit biased. But I have to see a little bit more from her because right away I was going, wait, this feels weird. Like you're too – like you're confident yet this you know this is causing controversy and I don't want anybody that's going to cause controversy. So I get what you're saying. I just am not willing to go away from Hannah Ann quite yet. There have been multiple people that have been villains night one and then all of a sudden a couple of weeks in we're like, oh my God, can you believe that she was a villain night one? And that yeah. could happen with her. I don't know. I just really didn't like the way that she sat, how she sat down with the other girl and how cold she came yeah. across. That was the most telling. The it's, interrupting uh, itself is like, oh, okay. So you want to like stir something up, but it was the way she handled that conversation that really like waved my red flag. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. I get it. I'm not, I'm not against it. Um, I just, she was like my favorite, I think. And I'm, I'm not willing to call, put it down, but I will say Madison was my biggest surprise. Absolutely. By Madison, far my fantastic. biggest surprise. So good. And so now we have to talk about Kelly because Kelly was the other big, uh, per, big other role player in this episode. She met Peter a couple of months ago while she was at a wedding and he was at a reunion at the same hotel. And the girls don't like her because... Well, one, she's already had time with Peter. And two, she cheated on the relay race during the first group date. She went straight when she was supposed to go in like a swiggle pattern on the tricycle. (laughs) And then she ends Uh. up with extra time on a sunset flight with Peter. And of course, the girls are sensing how much of a heads up she has in this competition. I understand how they could be a little bit jealous, but I also don't think it's been anything that she's done. She couldn't help that she ran into him, that she had a connection with him. What do you think about that? Uh, I like her. I I like her. First off, I love this date. Yeah. First off, I love the date. I thought the flight school thing was like super creative and fun and enjoyable. I think she cheated. Yes, very clearly she cheated. However, um, it's just kind of like one of those things where was it intentional cheating or was she just in the moment and like pedaling as fast as she could and ended up going straight instead of around the curves and then she's done and then nobody said anything. So she just went on to the flight either way. Here's how we have to look at this and here how the girls in the house have to look at it is you're still like there's other women out there. You're you're not competing as much as you're pursuing time and time is your biggest resource. And so as she has more time than other women, instead of complaining and using your time to complain and get distraught about it, say, hey, I'm still in this. Peter's still interested in me. Now tonight, I'm going to make sure to sit him down and tell him, 
Kelly did her thing, whatever. She was one out of the 20 of us or whatever that, that got to do that. But right now with you, Peter, I want you to know how I feel and what I want out of this. Like take advantage of your time and not spend it getting distraught and upset because there's a lot of time left. And the earliest, the earlier you get start getting like emotionally attached and upset, the earlier it's going to get harder and harder, which we saw. I mean, actually, I don't remember a group date, the, a, a first group date like this where m any more tears were shed. Like there are so many tears shed on this date. And it makes me think that these women need need to know, like, this isn't over yet. Mm -hmm. By no means is it over. Yeah. Did you? I liked her personally. And yeah, as somebody who wasn't victimized by uh, the time that she had, I didn't find myself rooting against her at all. I wasn't on the other women's side. I was like, hey, other women, just, yeah, deal, like what you said, deal with it, move on, use your time for you. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm with you. I mean, the the part that kind of was sad in a sense is like they kind of put Kelly into a corner where it felt like she had no good explanation. Hey, you cheated and you took time with Peter. Well, what's she supposed to do? Say, sorry, I cheated. I'm going to bow out. I'm not going to go on this plane ride. Like, yeah. I don't need to. Because No, like, don't force her into being um, the villain here. She took time with the man that she's pursuing. And at that, we have to leave it there. And I yeah. think that's where, you know, contestants of the show get so sucked up in the immediate and they don't look at the long long term and and the long play here and the truth is hey they had just as good a shot with with peter um as kelly did the next part i really want to talk about so madison's one-on-one was terrific uh kelly's time with peter seemed like a spark flu yeah. hannah came into um at, at a limo and surprised us all was there any other limo kind of entrances that shook you before we end this breakdown with talking about what happened with Hannah Brown backstage. There was no one who came out of the limo that I was like, Oh man, she like, she got him from the mm. first impression. Yeah. Was there anyone for you? No, I agree. I thought, I thought they were all high quality. Mm -hmm. I thought they were all really good. I thought they were some funny ones. The condoms kind of made me giggle. Um, there was like, oh, some, I, I have one dry, the girl, the Victoria, the, the brunette Victoria, Victoria, Victoria that was like, F. that took some, like, that took some guts. It reminded me of like a, a Caitlin Bristow entrance. Mm -hmm. Um, like there were some ones that stood out, but no, I'm with you. There wasn't one that I go, that's it. Like, that's why I think this season will be fun because there isn't necessarily a front runner except for the girl that we're going to talk about next. And when Peter comes on in a bit, we're going to ask him about it as well. Before we talk about Hannah Brown, let's take a break, talk about our sponsors, and we'll get back to break down Hannah Brown before Peter comes on. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? 
I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I, I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long, it, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argan oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. 
The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Okay, Ashley, I have to hear your thoughts. Peter is on his way. He'll be here in a few minutes. Um, Hannah Brown is sitting backstage now with Peter. Um, We've talked about is it an issue or not. Here's really we can summarize everything we've talked about in this. Do you think Peter and Hannah Brown are together today? I think there's a 50-50 chance that they are. Holy cow. But wait, what do you think? Yeah, actually, uh, Jessica last night um, texted me. And she goes, I have a theory. And she doesn't watch – she hasn't watched the show until we started dating. And so she's like a two-year – well, two-and-a-half-year – or two-and-a-half – two-season vet mm-hmm. now at this. And she goes, I have a theory that Hannah and Peter are together. And I think kind of the people that haven't watched it longest will be the ones that could tell us the most accurate truth so because they're not biased. Mm-hmm. And I think Jessica might be onto something. I really think that Hannah Brown and Peter could be together, which again, as we talked about, not a bad thing. Shocking though, for the world. What is crazy is that we would have one season Hannah's that didn't end with like a normal outcome. Then we would have another season Peter's that also didn't end with a normal outcome, but it all could have just been solved had Hannah picked Peter. (laughs) It wouldn't be half as much fun, no. and Warner Brothers would have made half as much money. It would have been <laughs> so much less of a, a time commitment on our part. Um, Ashley, to summarize this whole breakdown, what are some things that you don't know that you're most look like some storylines that you're most looking forward to going into the rest of the season? Well, I do have a theory that I want to express. Once Peter comes, but it also has to do with him ending up with Hannah. I think the the mystery that they have given us to solve is what is the news that Chris Harrison comes to Peter with on that finale day? And I hope that we get a clue every week. I wonder if it'll just be like the fence jump where they're going to tease it, tease it, tease it. And we're not going to get like a lot of context or are we going to get a clue each week to help us solve it? Uh, I think you're spot on. I think this season is going to be very intriguing. I think this season will be unlike anything we've seen. I do imagine that it will be twists and turns and untraditional until the very end. And when Peter comes on, I want to break down kind of his thought process on on being The Bachelor and seeing not if we can get the the ending out of him as much of it is as he sits here today, is he glad he did it? Hey, I'd say a great night one for Peter. Uh, I'm excited to bring him in the studio. He's on his way. He just arrived. He's walking in right now. So as we get him settled, let's take another break and come back with the man himself, Pilot Pete. What keeps baby skin healthy? 
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip. And I was like, this is so awful, but I 
I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. New year, new decade, new chances for love for the first time ever, ever. We're bringing the journey to you with The Bachelor live on stage. Becca Kufrin and I can't wait to hit the road as your co-hosts of this amazing journey. But we need your help. We can't guide our local bachelors alone. We need the opinions of our live audience. That's you. Yes, you. Check the website for the full list. Go to bachelorliveonstage.com. But here's where we're headed the first two weeks of this amazing adventure. Mesa, Reno, Santa Rosa, Bakersfield, San Jose, Modesto, Salt Lake City, Cheyenne, Denver, El Paso, Tucson, San Diego, and L.A. From the first impression to the final rose of the evening, it all happens live on stage. And you can experience it all raw and unedited. Visit BachelorLiveOnStage.com to look for a place near you. Whether you're looking for love or you want to enjoy the show from your seat, it's going to be a night to remember. This is a special day for Ash and I. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, one of our favorite episodes of the season is when we bring the lead on to talk about opening night, the rest of the season, just pick their brains a little bit. And today, we're lucky enough to have the man himself in studio, the man himself who brought the highest ratings to any opening night in Bachelor history. That's Pilot amazing. Pete sits with us in the studio. What's going on, that guys? Is so it's good crazy. to be here. The show keeps getting bigger and bigger. It does. It's a beautiful show. Well, thank you for being here, Peter. Um, we only have you for about a half an hour, so I'm not going to like do pleasantries. I'm going to get into let's, the nitty-gritty questions. Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Straight to the point. 
And we'll talk about something that you've talked about a lot of places over the past couple days. A spoiler-free finale. So, yeah, it kind of blew up more than I thought it would. But <laughs> Yeah, so um, my only deduction when hearing that is that you haven't picked anyone yet. That's, uh, yeah, that's a, a reasonable guess. Um, I, I guess the main reason why I said that was just the, uh, so that last week for me was was just an insane week. It was definitely the hardest week of my life. And um, I definitely couldn't have predicted what ended up happening. There's just mm-hmm. no way I could have. And that's kind of what made me say that. Um Literally up until the very last second, stuff's happening. That Which I, we see yeah. when Chris Harrison comes to you with possibly life-changing news. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's no BS. Um, literally until the very last day, the last second, I'm, I'm going through stuff. And um, again, it was the most beautiful experience of my life, but the hardest. And that last week was definitely the hardest of the entire thing. Now, we normally don't utter the words reality, Steve, especially when there are Bachelor producers in the room. But I like... He hasn't figured it out. And when I was typing my Cosmo article yesterday, I I started like putting all these little puzzle pieces together. And while I was writing, I was like, oh, my God, I think I just spoiled the season. (laughs) Did you figure it out? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my theory right now, okay. briefly. And if you guys want more detail, you can go read it. You don't it. have to respond to this, Pete. Right, I, I got my poker face on. I don't on. even want you to respond to it. Okay. I want to tell the audience what your face I'm, looks like when I say the theory. Okay, I'm very excited. And for I'm this. sorry, you guys, that there's no video attached to this. So um, I realized that your finale, you, you know, when you were supposed to hand out your final rose, seemed to have coincided with Hannah Brown's Dancing with the Stars win. And my theory is that Chris Harrison comes to you saying, we just found out that Hannah won Dancing with the Stars and that she felt like it was great, but you weren't there to celebrate with her. So, like, she's still wanting you back. Like, you're still a huge (laughs) missing part of her life. Okay. And Peter has a huge smile on his face and he's laughing and he's looking down right now. And the mirror ball (laughs) wasn't enough for her. And then um, you find this out and you are about to give out your final rose, but then you realize that you couldn't give out that rose yet until you dated Hannah in real life. So right now, or in the past month or so, you've dated two girls in real life. And now on the, um, after the final rose, which there was no final rose, you will decide who you're going to be with. This is my What would I tell you? This is creepy. If if I said you were 100% spot on, what would you say to that, huh? Well, I don't know. We have to not put this podcast out in the universe. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see. I'm excited for everyone to follow along. And um, I I keep going back to you as well. Like, I kind of relate it to football. If you know, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, the outcome, it's a little bit different. Would you watch the whole like season the same way? Probably not. And so it's just it's just cool. I think it's a unique thing and it's something fun if if no one figures it out. And again, I I didn't go into it expecting I'm going to have this be unspoiled. That was never again. You're going to see I couldn't have predicted what happened. Um, So, Pete, I got to ask you, though, because um, I'm trying to go back in my mind of what it was like. and I can't really remember. But after last night, right, this story starts for you. And for the next, you know, 10 plus weeks, this will be the story that people are watching and and unfolding alongside of your life. But this has already happened in your life. This is a huge moment. Probably no matter how this ends up, the the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest moment in that you've ever had in your story as a human. What is it like now sitting here today going, all this has happened. There's been a ton of tears, a ton of emotion, a ton of love, whatever. And I'm sitting here going, I have this all kind of like inside of me built up and I just can't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm feeling right now. It's it was it is the craziest feeling. I, 
you know, I kind of had that hiatus from when we finished filming and, you know, you're processing everything, all the good, all the bad. And it's a little bit of a lull. And now after last night, I'm reliving it again. And mm -hmm. I knew, I mean, I, I remember from Hannah's season on The Bachelorette, it was kind of crazy to do it, have a little break and then relive it. And this whole season, obviously, it's a lot bigger for me specifically. And um, it's a beautiful season. It's a tough season. And I know that it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of highs, but I know there's going to be a lot of lows that I'm going to have to re-experience. And um, yeah, it's a very unique, surreal experience. While it's a spoiler-free ending, supposedly, uh, you did say on your Instagram yesterday, uh, where is the quote? I'm thankful for the most amazing opportunity to find my girl. Yeah. When, and he's smiling, guys, and he's, he just lit up a little bit. <laughs> People took that one and ran with it. Oh, yeah? Okay, so I'm yeah. going to run with it a little bit. And, and I'm thinking that even though like you may have not been able to make a final decision on that finale, it still ended up being a happy ending for you? Yeah, I, I can say I'm happy. Okay. And I can say that. Um, but is it an ending? It, I you don't know. You didn't say there was an ending. I won't say it's an ending. It's funny how everyone like reads in every little word. And I'm not going to lie, because I'm in this position, I don't know if you did this, Ben. It's just maybe I'm kind of weird. Since I have to be in secret about it, mm -hmm. I'm kind of having fun with it and maybe throwing mm -hmm. people off here a little bit there, a little bit there, just saying things that, you know, just to throw them off. Just have fun with it because, you know, this I'll never be in this kind of situation ever again. Mm -hmm. So um, it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's this is a funny time because you have all this that you know. Yeah, well, you're one of a few people that do know. Now you're doing press outlets. Everybody's trying to get something out of you. They, they're treating you almost like an object. They're just like yeah. drilling you right, with questions right. that they think <laughs> you can't next answer. Doing this. <laughs> and you do have fun with it. It is fun. I, I mean, I guess until like one day, it, you just snap and you're like, "This is ridiculous." Like, can we not just let this thing play out? Because I'm tired of like always being on guard yeah. in public. I, anybody that I talk to. I know. I hate now like the go-to, like, you got to tune in to find out. Like, I literally find myself saying that every <laughs> single day to everyone. And I mean, I know everyone's curious and they're excited and I appreciate that, but I know what you mean. But I'm trying to have yeah, as no. much fun with it as I can. Before we talk about Hannah, I have to say... I've been thinking that you look like Ben. Like, I feel like you look like a lighter colored Ben. I've heard that before, okay? actually. And then, like, you guys have similar voices. But now that I'm actually next to you in person, I'm thinking that you are the actual child of Ben Higgins <laughs> and Nick Viall. It's actually weird. It's so weird. It's, it's so crazy. Because honestly, like, Ben, I've told you, like, I'm such a huge fan of Ben. I remember his season. I was like, that guy did it right. And I just... You know, big shoes to fill. Well, all the guys, you know. You certainly feel the most reminiscent of Ben watching last night's episode than anyone we've seen since. Well, yeah, a little a goofy, thing, so. a little corny, trying our hardest to be like semi-cool. It works. Right. It works. <laughs> <laughs> Try my best. Okay, now for Hannah questions. You said that when Hannah came out of the limo that you didn't want to stop looking at her. And like, I feel like your heart probably sunk. It was that huge. And, and I think you probably got a little excited that she was there to yeah. join the house. Yeah. I, so when that, when that door, that door first opened, I, first I didn't realize it was actually her. I just saw this beautiful girl. And then as she kind of stepped out, jaw dropped, I realized mm -hmm. that's Hannah. And just, I mean, all the emotions just hit me at once. Obviously really excited, really nervous, just not knowing why she's there. And a little bit of me definitely kind of, I really loved the gesture and her giving me back the wings, but a little bit of me did. I was curious if she was going to like ask to come in, you mm -hmm. know, come into the mansion. I'm not going to lie in that moment. Um, you know, she didn't and she left and you guys saw what happened later on with that group day and that conversation. And that was, that was pretty deep for sure. So that must've just thrown you off. Like you're excited about meeting new women, but then you're reminded of all the feelings that you have for Hannah. And then when you walked into the room where you just kind of like, I hope somebody here can 
compare in my heart. Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember, yeah, that first kind of toast I gave with all the women after all the entrances. And I needed, obviously, a dress why she was there. And I did. And all the women, did. they were really understanding, which was awesome because uh, they could have gone off on me, you know, mm-hmm. the first night. And, um, you know, they all knew how much, you know, she means to me. And I, I remember telling them, like, it just it made me even more hopeful that this was going to work because it kind of brought back some feelings of mm-hmm. what I was feeling with her on that season. And I'm like, this is going to work. I have all the hope in the world that I'm going to find my girl that she's in this room right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I really just I really appreciated that gesture by Hannah. So you were in on it, though, a couple days later when date. she was one of the like leaders of the date. Yeah. Um, what made you think, like, I'm cool to have her make another appearance? <laughs> Maybe it wasn't the best, best idea. <laughs> uh, I remember the date card said, well, I hope this isn't awkward. It was 100% awkward. <laughs> but I... um. Listen, it was fun. We were, everyone knows about our past. It's no secret, so we're kind of just owning it. And it was really supposed to be a, like a fun date. It was going to be awkward for sure and uncomfortable with kind of getting the girls out of their comfort zone and, and me as well. And um, what ended up happening, like the, the date just not happening, that wasn't planned, obviously. We were supposed to, to go forward with it. And that conversation kind of took over and we had to go with it. And it was a very honest conversation that for sure had to happen in that moment. And, you know, it is what it is. I felt like when Hannah was up telling her sex story on the stage, she was coming across a little bit of a little cocky. Uh, she was like exerting some dominance. I think she was yeah. kind of like, ladies, this is my man. This is what happened between us and you won't be able to compare. <laughs> I think there was a lot of jealousy coming out. Yeah. And would you agree? Yeah. And I get it. I totally get it. And part of me felt bad about it, kind of putting the woman through that. Again, I didn't know it was, that was going to be the date. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I did, maybe I would have thought twice but um so you didn't know that was gonna be the topic of the date i had no idea what the date was all i knew that hannah was hosting it i had no idea what we were doing and then yeah i didn't tell the girls obviously that hannah was hosting it until they saw her but that's the only part that i knew let's talk about the date in general um just like sex stories do you feel like that's like something that is okay to do on a first date with women like it's a I, private I, thing I, I took i took my first one-on-one to my parents vow renewal so i was like just like going out of the gates fast um <laughs> You know, again, yeah, it obviously is a theme of, you know, our the last season with Hannah. The last couple the seasons, sex has been a yeah, big thing. It is. Um, I, for one, I, listen, I people don't believe me, but I am very usually private about yeah. my intimate life. It's kind of gotten blown up. I understand. I'm just <laughs> owning it. The good thing is I'm comfortable talking about it. And mm-hmm. I know there was a big theme of Hannah talking about women empowerment with sex and not letting it, you know, be something that they can't talk about or feel ashamed about. So I think that was the what she was trying to get through to them. Yeah. Ben, do you mind if I go with a couple more questions before? I'm, uh, no, I'm loving this. Okay. Man, I, yeah, I'm just laughing over here. I like the comment that Pete just made. He's typically private with his private life. And I was like, there's no shot. Man, I, I know. So Nobody believes now. that, but I swear to you. And you can look. I never said anything about the windmill. It was never me. No, you never, you never uh. did. Um, okay. So what I did love was that Hannah was what we know Hannah to be. She didn't change at all when you saw her backstage and she was like, not going to hold back what she was thinking, what her heart was telling her. And I think you were frustrated that she waited till that moment to tell you about all these lingering feelings and frustrations that she had. What were you thinking? I need to, I mean, we know what you were thinking. You were thinking you're asking me to be like third place again. Right. You've already like tried it with Jed and that didn't work out. Then you already asked Tyler and that didn't work out. And so now here you are placing me third again. I, I don't know if like I was 
that was how the conversation started. It was more, you know, I saw she was emotional and we went in and we talked and, um, you know, she, I was just trying to pick her mind because I had genuine questions that mm -hmm. I had wondered about for a mm -hmm. long time, specifically going back to AFR and if anything was ever going to possibly happen with us. And so it was kind of more me asking her the question. I don't think it was, it wasn't necessarily her like putting me, oh, you're in my third place. It wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to get some answers to stuff that I wanted to get answers to and try to get that closure. And in that moment, I remember kind of battling, like, is this appropriate to be talking to her about this with, you know, I have the rest of these girls outside waiting for me to come back for this group date. And I just came to the realization, listen, I, it was so early on in that it was like a couple of days from when I met them. I didn't really have any real feelings you know, or emotions right. with yeah. any of those women yet. I knew they were amazing, but I had feelings for Hannah Yeah, and those all resurfaced. And so I was true to myself and I told the girls that from the very first night I would do that the entire, entire time. And I didn't. I couldn't have predicted it like that coming off. But yeah, I don't think it was ever Hannah trying to put me like in a third place thing. It was more me kind of questioning her. Do you think it was coming from a place of jealousy, FOMO for her? Or do you think it was coming from like, oh crap, I really miss out on this opportunity and I, I need to get it off my chest? A mix? <sighs> With like her explaining everything that happened? Like, yeah, why she was coming back now. Why she was telling you this now. Yeah, uh, listen, we're all human. Mm -hmm. We, you know, if you want to call it mistakes or whatnot, I mean, we learn from them and we go through these experiences and no one's perfect. She preached that from the very beginning of her season. I remember the first night and that's one thing I took with me kind of into my first speech to kind of set the tone of my, my season with the girls. Like, we're not perfect. We're raw and be vulnerable. And she was displaying that again, like she is always done and mm -hmm. something that I love about her. And, um... You know, again, it was an honest talk that had to happen. Those were all real feelings. And you guys will see what happens next week. You talk about, um, you know, I mean, I've just been talking about how Hannah comes and tells you this now. What if she had come and told you that a couple weeks prior? What would you what would you have said? Would you have dropped out of the bachelor <laughs> role? <laughs> No shot. <laughs> I, I, I Ben's laughing. You're gonna think I'm crazy for when you hear what I'm about to say. Um, oh, he would have. I, I told yeah, I told her that. Oh, I'll be, did. I'll be straight up honest. I don't have no reason to hide anything. I told Hannah, and whether it's shown or not, in that moment, that uh, if if we would have had that conversation earlier, before obviously I decided to do this. I probably wouldn't be The Bachelor. Wow. So that must have frustrated her even more and probably made her want to stay in that house even more. But we know that she doesn't stay in the house because she goes on to win Dancing with the Stars. Ben, do you have any questions? Because I could keep going here. I have so many questions. <laughs> but, but do you have I, any more you... questions about Hannah? Because I'm like, I've got to dig. I can, I got to dig. <laughs> ben doesn't believe me that I would. Pete, here's the thing. Can I call you Pete? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, here's my honest feedback. And I could be wrong. You, I, I've heard um, from the team at, uh, at The Bachelor that you are a tremendous fella. Um, and I've nice. got to talk to you uh, quite a bit, and I know that to be true. I think nice. it would be so hard to be prepping my life to become The Bachelor, to be out there in public as the next Bachelor, to know that a relationship just – this is me talking. I'm not – you agree or disagree. To know that this relationship just ended, somebody told me that they didn't want to be with me, meaning you and Hannah. They call you once you're already announced as The Bachelor and you would say, 
yeah, you know what? I'm going to quit this thing with a whole new opportunity and tons of new women to meet to go back to somebody that just dumped me. I think that would be really hard to process. Yeah, that's totally fair. And I'm not saying it was the smart decision if I would have done that, but I'm just I I'm deciding to be 100 percent transparent mm-hmm. with you guys and honest. And that's speaking from my heart in that moment. I remember all that stuff and I was processing that and that's where my mind was at. So here, just to close this thought, it means a lot that you say this, Pete, because last night as I'm watching, to be honest, I'm watching and going, ah, this is kind of just like in the moment, right? He's trying not to hurt her feelings. Um, he's trying to fill conversation with saying, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. And I'm like, I don't, I get it as a, as a man or somebody doesn't love controversy or uh, or confrontation. Like this would be what I would do. Like you ask a bunch of questions and you say the what ifs of everything until it ends. And then you both move on to your separate ways. But to know that I'm sitting there last night and seeing you actually saying, Hey, I really care about you. Or I cared about you. Like, this is hard for me to see you sitting here crying. It makes me go, wow, that moment was so much more real than what I assumed. Oh, I assumed it was so real. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, an extremely real moment for me, and no, no one saw it coming. I didn't see it coming, um, but I was really thankful that I did have the opportunity to have that conversation with Hannah in that moment because we definitely needed that. I could kind of tell it was so real because I saw her like panicky with the producers and the little bit that we got to see with that fourth wall broken, and I knew that like it's pro- it was probably something she was like I don't want to do this I don't want to do this but like she just couldn't hold it back and it was just like oh, I'm just gonna be here and he's gonna find me and it's gonna be really really awkward but I have to get this off my chest. Yeah, Ashley, I'm giving you one minute and thirty no. seconds to continue to drill this poor, poor fella before I start talking about being <laughs> okay, the bachelor. Good, okay, good because I have two I have two really big questions. Um, if you loved her that much that you would have denied the bachelor role why didn't you reach out to her like she mentioned uh because i i truly wanted it to be a very authentic conversation when we met at afr and when we saw each other and <laughs> being again completely honest i was told not to so i didn't i was, I was told not say. to reach out yeah. like to talk to them and um talk to hannah until until then and, and they you know i was told you know by producer too like there's a reason like you want that to be authentic and that's a big moment so uh, that's the reason I didn't do it. She kept saying that it was going to be between you and Jed, but then it wasn't. What in the world? That that what, threw what, me off. Yeah. So what 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 did you interpret that as? I I if she said that, I don't remember her ever saying that to me. That it was me and Jed. I never ever recall that. That she um, kept picturing you and Jed, but then it just wasn't that. Yeah, and she I guess almost like kind of swears that she did. Uh, maybe she I don't know. I don't remember that. Um, that didn't necessarily feel good. I didn't like enjoy it. That didn't make me feel better, I guess, hearing that. But it was crazy. It was a mess. It was uh, it was real. And I would say, like, now that you have said that you didn't reach out to her because you weren't supposed to, which is true, um, I would say that was in, in her, it was her right to reach out to you. Like, if she wanted to go out with you, she should have reached out to you because she was the one that dumped you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 100% on board Just with that. Just like the way that she asked Tyler out, was your friendship with Tyler in any way a reason that you didn't go near Hannah after AFR? Uh, no, the main reason was just that I remember, so I saw her that, that the day that I was on the finale and then I went to New York that night and I watched, we had talked a little bit about possibly, you know, you know, catching up and meeting up again. And, and then she asked Tyler out the next night and then I was like, okay, I'm done. That's I can't. right. Cause you had two separate nights of AFR last week, yeah. last year. And so once I saw that, then I just kind of gave up on the, on the hand, on pursuing hand. I was like, okay, well they're obviously going at it now. So I'm um, giving it a shot. So yeah. that was kind of it for me. I get it. All right.
Benjamin. <laughs> oh, this, <laughs> these are my favorite days. I'm telling you, Ashley gets so excited. There is so much going through that that girl's mind right now about this season. <laughs> Peter, you just she's going to sleep so much easier tonight because of you. Okay, um, and I just have to say that I have to help. ask Kelly questions when you're done. But you go first. <laughs> All right, Ashley, I'll give you your time. But okay. before I do, uh, Peter, <laughs> I want to sit down for a second and just chat with you a little bit. I want to tell you how um, what I think of you so far. Um, like that matters to anybody, but it does to our listeners. They listen because they want to know what I think. Um, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Um, we've talked a few times, uh, your mind going into this and kind of your attitude going into this was something that I admired and, and was learning from. And, um, I think what I saw last night was that same guy that we, you know, before we talked and you started your season, the same guy stood up there. And I think that, uh, that for me is, um, refreshing um, and it's exciting. So that's how I want to start this. And then I also want to say, uh, that one of the things that I take, uh, that really breaks me is, uh, is when I, when people get off the season and, and I hear that they weren't nice to the staff or to the team that works on the show, because there's, you know, 200 plus people that this is their full-time job. This is how they feed their families And it. Every year we bring up, um, things that, that have happened during the show and how hard that must have been for the employees involved, the people that, that do this for a living. And right. I heard nothing but amazing compliments about you and how you treated people. Why, why was that something that you made um, important in your experience that it wasn't just about you, that it was about the others? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think for me, it just, it comes down to just gratitude and I felt like the most grateful person and or just the luckiest person in the entire world um, that everybody involved and you guys know the huge team that's involved with everything just and pe- that people never see with all you know prepping the next date and the next week in advance and getting everything set up there's so much work that goes into it and it's literally all for me to hopefully find my person and that just i i don't understand like what i did to be able to have this amazing opportunity and, and have the time of my life doing it and just the most fun dates ever like it's freaking awesome man and how could you not just be so thankful for everyone that and i could tell too like i got i had an r- amazing relationship with a lot of people you know, on, on the crew. And it's just, it was so great that they actually like, I could just see how much they truly wanted me to find what I was after. And they were so invested. And I saw that from night one until the very end, there were so many tears and laughter and just, it is literally family. And yeah. I just, I'm so lucky. Where did that grateful gratefulness lead you then? So, I mean, obviously at night, uh, in the first episode, we saw you involve your family. Yeah. Um, in it, we saw you be really appreciative of the women. We obviously now know behind the scenes, you were great to the staff. How did your gratefulness going into it and your consistent gratefulness throughout, how did that guide you and lead you and what kind of things stood out because you were so grateful? I think, um, you know, I like the entire journey, I, I knew what I wanted to happen in the end. And I'm a very obviously optimistic, positive person. I don't think anyone, there's no doubt about that. Um, but something that I just always focus on, cause there was a lot of tough times you know, being the badger, like insane times, the hardest times of my life. But I know that I always go back to, it's impossible to feel two things at once. And if you always have that feeling of gratefulness and gratitude, you can't feel a negative feeling. And through all those hard, tough moments, or even when I was like messing up and I felt horrible that I was letting the girls down and I wasn't doing the best job that maybe I could have done. I just try to bring and ground my, and center myself back to just being grateful for this opportunity, not knowing I didn't need to be perfect and just grateful that they were there and they were giving me a chance. And, um, it literally just like, that's how I, I live my life. And even beyond the bachelor, like that just, that's me. And um, you know, it's worked for me up to this point and 
I keep saying it, broken record, but just grateful for this entire journey. I've know? heard that when you got your Harry Potter scar, you know, you're like gushing blood and you're apologizing to the crew for like delaying <laughs> well, the I, day. Because I wasn't feeling any pain at that point. I had so many endorphins going, like the adrenaline. I have felt no pain. So I, I'm thinking like, shoot, it's done. Like it's over. Like it's, I don't know if we're going to continue this. I literally, my forehead was split like this big, like three inches. It was <gasps> insane. It was a murder scene. It was crazy. Ugh. So much blood. Um, but luckily, you know, we got to do the, uh, a date the next day. Didn't slow anything down. The, uh, I remember this moment, uh, for me, Pete, and I, I want to see if you had one like it. And again, don't you, I'm not asking you to spoil the ending. I don't, I don't really care about that. I want to watch it yeah. along with you, but now people know how my season kind of went through and that I had a really tough decision at the end. And I was having really strong feelings for two women and I knew I was going to have to break up with one of them. And then I was also at this point a little peeved at the whole experience because I was tired and we had been traveling and I knew this was leading up to the, probably the biggest moment in my life and also one of the saddest moments in my life. And I was just like being the victim. I had a victim mentality. And I remember this moment I was sitting on the edge of my bed and I don't know if you're a man of faith, but I was sitting on the edge of my bed and I'm looking out in Jamaica at the ocean, um, from this insane house. And then I look out and there's this team to the right of me in the, in like the, the grass, uh, building the stage for what was going to be, uh, the proposal. And then I looked to the left of me and there was my team of bachelor producers sitting down below me having food together. And I just started praying this like overwhelming prayer of like, I can't believe I get to do this. Like, mm -hmm. I cannot believe that this is my story that for the rest of my life, this will be a piece of what I talk about. And that I get to stand here in this moment as a dude who was not even a year ago, working in an office. And today, like people care about me in ways that I'd never felt before. And I just started praying this like prayer and it changed my perspective from that moment on till today on what I viewed this thing as. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Did I, you have that moment? I, man, I had that from the very first night. I, a very similar moment. I remember standing there outside with the first limo coming up and you look to the left and we can't see, you know, from behind the scenes, but all the crew there and all the cameras and everyone just there, for me to get this going and just throughout the entire entire journey like every day I mean up to the very end and you know I don't want to give away like the end but like there is you know obviously some big moments there and a lot of work is put into it um for me and how life-changing that is and how beautiful a moment and I'll never forget it and uh I, I know what you mean man it's it's just it's crazy it's very surreal and it's amazing. Just knowing that there's so many people that truly are invested in you and care about you finding what you're after. It's I get is I when I'm on airplanes and I'm saying bye to passengers and they come up to me like we hope you find what you're looking for and just like they're, like just so supportive like that means so much and so people sweet. don't really realize how much that means to me and um it's this is the support's been unreal. I know we don't have a lot of time left with you, Pete. Uh, I just want to go through a few things with you okay. uh, and get some get some uh, info from you. Uh, a couple things fears before the show um started and now fears now as you walk into this world as the bachelor Ooh. uh the biggest one for going into it was was for sure just somehow having someone in, in some type of way kind of fool me and have me just fall for them um you know without possibly letting me see the full the full side of them or um some type of issue in that regard uh because i knew i was and i asked all the women that that first night i said you know please show me the respect that i'm going to show every one of you and you know i i know i'm not naive i get what this amazing 
franchise and opportunity can do for you outside of this. But please, like, because I'm taking this so seriously, please show me the respect back of, you know, only being here as much as you can just to see if there's something with me. And if it's not, like, please, please don't stay. And that was my biggest fear that maybe they wouldn't take me seriously in that regard. Um, after the show now, um, you know, it's, it's tough. This is weird now being in this situation of, you know, you got this secret that you're keeping and no one really knows it. And, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe I like, I put too much pressure on myself. I remember going in and I was asked, you know, you have Colton with the fence and, 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 uh, Hannah with the windmill and all that stuff. And what do you want to be remembered for? And I remember like, I don't want to be remembered for any of that stuff. I just wanted to truly get, cause I love this show so much and what it stands for. I wanted to give everyone that opportunity to follow a love story and kind of live vicariously through it. Aww. And I guess my biggest fear is, you know, lighting people down in some way. I don't know. Well, that's what everybody wants from the show is just a really good love story at the end of it. Yeah. And I, I hope you got it, but did you also hook up with Kelly before the show? I swear. <laughs> I, I promise you I didn't. And I was very, I didn't even get her phone number. I was like, listen. No kiss? No kiss. Nothing. You guys had a dance. You had we, a choreographed we met, dance. You had to have yeah, a dance. We had a great time. We met, we met in the lobby. We went in. We got in. Because I was leaving. I'm like, well, you want to get a drink? So we went to get a drink. Okay. And then we went out. We went back. To, we, they, it was it was the close. So then we did some dancing outside. Her friends had like a boom box. So we just started dancing. We did a little swing dancing. That was really fun. And then the night was over. We're going to head out. Me and my friends are going to Denny's, I remember. And um, I was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, we'll see what happens. I didn't get her number. I was like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. It's like serendipity. Exactly. I remember I just like. Man, that was the smartest move you've ever made in your whole entire existence is to do nothing. I didn't. And it was hard because, like, there was a connection there. I'm not going to lie. It was palpable. We can feel it. And I, yeah, I remember watching her. She left and she turned to, I gave her a hug. She walked away with her friend in the elevator. I was like, that could have been the last time I ever saw that girl. Something amazing could have happened with that girl if I would have pursued it there. We'll see what happens. Oh, my God. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know she has a target on her back right now, but I really like her. Yeah. And my last fun question is, when the, what was the last time you uh, flew a plane commercially? Um, Like a, a week and a half ago? Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> the Bachelor is actually out there still flying planes. Hell yeah. Whenever I gotta you make want money, to. Ashley. I know. This <laughs> is a job. That is awesome. I went here. back to work like, yeah, like a week after we finished filming. And, but that's like my happy place. People have to understand, like, I love what I do. And I know it's obvious, but I really do. That's so cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. I have one uh, um, really interesting thing I need to talk through with you before we let you go. It's okay. going to take two minutes. So I know your producers over there are probably going, we got to go. We got to go. Well, they just are, give me one are. second. <laughs> We're good, um, So night one, you, you kissed. I mean, I, I'd say, I don't I know how you quantify a lot of people. Yeah. Here's what happened during my season. Chris Soul did the same thing. So I went in the night one, and the big controversy that I want, that everybody asked me going into The Bachelor from all the networks was, how many girls are you going to kiss on night one? So I went into it going, <laughs> I'm going to be really cautious of this. Yeah. Like super cautious to not kiss anybody on night one. You did the opposite. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> and we've talked about on this show before about you. And I think you're a good dude. I think you you respect people well. I don't think any of those things – I'm not saying that here. But if – like for whatever reason it is, 
you can make out and and have sex in a windmill and everybody goes, oh, sweet Peter. I don't know, man. I honestly, I guess because I never brought it up. Yeah, I don't know. She did it. Yeah. Sure. So she kind of set me up. But <laughs> that was I the promise of America. Yeah. Still dude. going. Oh, sweet Peter. I'm going this dude. He's a good dude. Like, this I'm a passionate Come dude, on. man. <laughs> no, but it's funny. I actually I remember going in the first night. I promise you I was going to I had that same approach and then it was and I loved it Savannah was very bold she came up with the, with the blindfold and got it going and kind of like broke the ice there and I was like alright let's go how did you feel about that you were okay with that <laughs> I was yeah uh, I thought it was bold it was cool it was different and um, and then when I was feeling it with anyone else that night, like that's why I wasn't afraid to go in for a kiss. Yeah, so. you're like, hey, you somebody hey, already started, not me. Ashley, <laughs> before we let you loose again, because I know no, you No, I'm done, into- I'm done. They're, they're hurrying me along. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Peter, great job on night one. Congratulations Thanks, on finishing the season. Uh, we'll be excited to watch along with you. Again, the ratings were as big as ever, and a lot of that becomes because people are rooting for you. And here at the Almost Famous Podcast, we're rooting for you as well. Don't let this be the last time, though, uh, you come on and chat with us. Dude, please. I would love to be back. Thanks for having oh, we me. We have Appreciate to have it. you back. You're so Peter. you're such a fun interview. Okay, Absolutely. bye. Absolutely. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Pilot Pete just walked out the door. Hey, we are now hooked. This season will be unlike any other. So make sure you come to San Francisco and hear even more of our thoughts to hang out with us, to enjoy an evening. We'll be in San Francisco, January 11th doors open at 7 PM. Tickets start at $35 to get tickets. Go to apeconcerts.com and ticketmaster.com. It's myself and Ashley. Iconetti. Yes. Ashley. Iconetti with special guests and performances doing a live, almost famous podcast from the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco, California, January 11th. And we hope to see you there. Can I just say that I am even more excited for the season after we've talked to Peter, gotten to know him and his sweetness even more. And some of the answers that he gave make me even more curious about how this Hannah thing is going to turn out. I would say it is going to be something interesting. And I agree. Talking to Peter makes me go, hey, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for these women. I think they're great. Um, but it's one of those seasons that I feel like it might be the first time in a long time. We've had moments for me. At the end of this on a proposal, I may be teary-eyed. I don't know. We'll see. Aww. It could happen. Uh, who knows? But anyways, Ashley, I know that we'll have a great time in San Francisco. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 